Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, babe. It's Diana Jebbia. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. Remember, if you're not following me already, you can on Instagram and TikTok. That's at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A. And give Believe a follow, too. They're at Believe Lifestyle and Believe Network. Believe is spelled B-L-E-A-V. Also, this is my one year with Believe. I think it was technically last week, but last week was a giant blur for reasons we'll get into later. But, like... Holy crap, I can't believe it's been a year already. I've had so much fun with Believe. Thank them. Thank them. As if, I don't know, that sounds weird. Thank them so much for having me. Thank you, Believe, so much for having me, allowing me to do what I do on your network. I really have the best time doing it. And thank you, podcast listener, for tuning in for a whole year. I hope we have many more fun times ahead um, together. And as always, Drop me a DM in my Instagram, you know, let me know how I'm doing, if there's anything you want to hear. I really got to remember to bring back, that's my opinion. My life has been so crazy lately that I've, it's just slipped my mind, but I want you to be a part of the show as much as possible because it wouldn't be anywhere without you. And I'm so thankful that you even take the time to listen to me rant, unorganized ranting like every single week. I'm so lucky to have you listening. So thank you so much. Um... Oh, before we get into things too, I do want to say thank you so much for all the new wonderful reviews I've gotten. Please, 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 please remember to give me five stars. Leave something nice on Apple Podcasts if that's available to you. Uh, It just helps with, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Wow, advertisers. I couldn't think of that word. It helps with them and Bravo Liberties that I'm trying to hopefully get on this podcast. Fingers crossed, wink, wink, smiley face, you know, so... Do your part. Let's be smart. Okay. Anyway, I don't even know what day it is. I went through today and I'm like, oh, it's like Tuesday. No, it was Thursday. As you know, if you follow me on Instagram or have listened to me rant last week, I was at Coachella. Well, I went to Vegas, which I'm going to talk about because I went to Vanderpump Paris. So good. Um, But I was at Coachella too. And that was a wild trip, like in the wild, wild west. Okay. I am so glad I went mentally, physically. I am exhausted. I think I'm finally like recovering from the two days. I wasn't even there all three days. I wasn't and I was still wiped out. I am recovering from the two days I went. So I flew home from Vegas Friday afternoon, Friday evening. I had the rest of the night to like fill up my tank change out my suitcase, make sure I had any odds and ends tied up. Um, and then the next morning I was up at 6. I left my apartment maybe around like 7, 7.15 and drove straight to Palm Springs. It wasn't a bad drive at all, just two hours. And yeah, I had breakfast at a cute little, uh, wow, words are not my strong point. I was going to say boutique. That's not the word. Cafe. I had breakfast at a boutique. The shoes were delicious. What the hell is wrong with me today? I had breakfast at a a lovely cafe. And the cool thing about Coachella is like pretty much everyone in that town is going to the festival in some way, shape or form that weekend. Like everyone in the cafe was eating breakfast. 
obviously <laughs> was going to the the festival later um my words again not my strong suit today I am so sorry the, the mental effects of Coachella are real people but yeah, once I got there, I'm going to admit I was a little intimidated. Normally, I'm the kind of person who I can do things by myself, no problem. Coachella was a little bit scary. Like I looked around and I'm like, damn, you're in a field and there's it's hot and everyone knows each other but you. And you left Vegas and your family's still there and you could have been with them. Like I had a little bit of doubt, which is normal. Like we all had the self-doubt, but once the day started going and it started picking up and I got my passes into the absolute tent, I mean, that helped. And the party was going there. I started to feel better and I made a, a friend in the press tent. I don't know if he's listening. We follow each other on Instagram. His name's Brian and he was so nice. Like we're in the press tent. People there were kind of quiet, trying to work. And I, I just felt so out of place. And then I saw I think I coughed and I was like oh allergies and he's like yeah they're so bad and like we kind of stopped talking for a little bit and then I saw he was getting ready to do an interview and he propped his cell phone up on a vase and I literally said I forgot my tripod you just made me feel so much better because I have an interview tomorrow and I was worried they were gonna think I'm unprofessional and he's like no you gotta do whatever makes you work and he like came over introduced himself and it figures we're both radio people like we were the friendliest people in the tent that's, I don't know, that's probably mean to say. There were probably other friendlier people there that we just didn't get the chance to meet. But I was so happy I found a friend and it was someone who like gets what I do. So hi, Brian, if you are listening, I'm so glad I met you at Coachella. Yay. Um, So yeah, the first night I saw Danny Elfman, who if you're like that name kind of sounds familiar, you're correct. He like it's a famous film score composer but what I didn't realize was like he's also in Oingo Boingo which like it checks out when you hear him and he was like phenomenal he did some Oingo Boingo stuff he did the Nightmare Before Christmas so like he's the voice of Jack Skellington so like what's this this is Halloween he did the Simpsons song like out of this world and then this is very weird to admit, and I'm sorry, Mom, but this is like a 68-year-old guy with red hair and looks like he smells like the inside of Hot Topic. And he took off his shirt and he was muscular and tattooed. And I was like, am I attracted to Danny Elfman? I think I might be attracted to Danny Elfman. Like I was having like a crisis of crushes <laughs> in the middle of the outdoor stage at, at Coachella. But I really enjoyed his set. And then after him, I saw my queen, Billie Eilish. I had to. I mean, I wasn't not going to go to Coachella. First of all, I would not miss the opportunity to see Billie Eilish anywhere, but certainly not at Coachella. And she was phenomenal. I saw her brother Phineas the next day perform alone. Um, I got right up to the front of the stage, which I was very impressed that my 30-year-old self remembered how to do that. I felt a little bit like I was crashing a prom because um, they were all youngins surrounding me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, like I'm hip. I'm cool. I'm spending all me money. SpongeBob reference for you if you got that one. But I'm so glad I went. Phineas is like a magical human being. His voice sang right through my heart and down my esophagus and out my butt. We looked at each other. We made eye contact. I don't know if that was just in my head, but in my head it was great. We were singing to each other. He did smile and wave at me. So, you know, save the day. It's coming to you soon, bestie. All in all, yeah, I, I'm really glad I went 
I don't know if I would do this every year, not to say that I didn't appreciate it because I totally did. And I'm so glad for the opportunity and I'm so glad I went. You know, what? I say that now. I'm like, I don't know if I would do it every year. It was so tiring. And then meanwhile, next year I'll be like, I'm there, you know. But yeah, definitely an experience that took me two days to recover from. If you ever see someone saying they need multiple days to recover from Coachella, please respect them. They are not lying. I slept the most I've ever slept in my whole entire life, minus the time I was in my mom's womb. So what a great week. And then Vegas was a lot of fun too. I got to see my family again. Um, And then I was with my friends, you know, the Lorenzes. Uh, Christina and her family came with us. So Christina and I, the first night we got there, we made reservations for it's it's looks like Vanderpump Opery, but but when Toby, who by the way, Toby, another person who followed me on Instagram, we follow each other now. Our my our amazing bartender, bomb. If you ever get to go to Vanderpump Perry or Opery in Vegas, request Toby. We love Toby. Anyway, when we got there, he said, "Welcome to Vanderpump Paris." So I'm wondering if it's if it's that, but it is so much better than Vanderpump Cocktail Garden. Let me tell you, I have been to both. If you are going to Vegas, bypass the Cocktail Garden in Caesars. Go straight to Vanderpump Puri. The ambiance, the the food, the drinks, this is next level stuff. I have been meaning to put together a reel. I have all the footage. I just have not gotten around to it. So that'll be coming soon. But literally, they had this one drink and it looked like it was in a perfume bottle and it was called the number five, and it looked so delicious. I got real nosy with the bartenders, by the way, because I saw these majestic works of art coming out, and I pulled the, like, hi, I'm an influencer, and I've been expanding into the food field, so, like, can you give me a brief description about what this says? And they were really cool. Also, Pandora's husband was, like, behind me when I did that, and he was probably like, what the fuck is this girl doing here? Get her away from the bar. But we had... I had the Frosé, which if you go on my Instagram and you see the picture of me holding the drink, that's the Frosé, and it was delicious. And then I had, I'm going to have to look it up because I don't remember the name of it. But um, we also had, while I'm looking that out, we also, looking that up, oh my God. (laughs) We also had this dessert sampler because my friend Christina The thing about her is she loves her sweets. And I was full from dinner that night. But, you know, like if someone's like, hey, let's order dessert. I'm not going to be like, no, because I have no boundaries. But we ordered the sampler and we got beignets, cream puffs, and this, um, it was a chocolate, like a mousse thing. Oh my God. I have, Again, I have pictures of it on my Instagram. I have reels on my Instagram. If you have never set foot on my Instagram page, go now and like swipe through my Vanderpump Apuri pictures. Like so delicious. They were hands down one of the best beignets I've ever had. I mean, I've never been to France, so I'm not that great measurer of a beignet, but they were, they were damn good. Hold on. This is bringing up the Caesars menu. I want... The Paris one. Hold on. Nope, that's the food menu. I didn't try any of the actual like 
food food so that's still be to be determined I will be going back for sure I gotta bring my friend Sarah she loves Paris oh it was called the Vanderpump 75 that's the second one I had which is Vanderpump vodka elderflower liqueur which I love elderflower lemon strawberry rhubarb aquafaba and bubbles delicious so my recommendations for you and again okay First recommendation, make sure Toby is your bartender, okay? Toby's the man. We were like, Tobalicious and making up songs about him, thebomb.com. So make sure Toby's your bartender. He's going to hook you up and tell you everything that you should try based on what you like. My friend Christina, like I said, is very picky and he like had her locked down, okay? Then step two, you're going to try the Vanderpump 75 because it's delicious, Step three, you're going to order that dessert sampler and eat the whole thing. Maybe not the whole thing. We finished the beignets, the two of us, but we did bring the the cream puffs and the chocolate. Like we split it and brought it to our parents who were very happy with us. Um, the cream puffs come in like a croquembouche, I think it's pronounced. Christina was very good at pronouncing that. I'm like, the like, help. I'm like that episode of Joey with Friends when Phoebe's trying to teach him French and like he breaks it down and he's like oh, blah, blah, blah. that's me I, Italian like I got locked down French needs work but yeah it was phenomenal the cream was so delicious everything was homemade the the service again amazing I have not nothing but great things to say about Vanderpump Opry but here's the kicker are you ready for this so like I mentioned earlier we made reservations, right? We made reservations on our way into Vegas. And I think we made them for like 9 o'clock. And we get, we're, we're old. So I love how I'm like, we're old. And I'm like, I'm 30. She's still 29, that lucky bitch. And we get in at around 8.15. We're like, let's walk up to the hostess stand and see if they'll take us early because, you know, our feet hurt or whatever. And... We get up to the hostess stand. Like, our feet really didn't hurt. But I'm just saying, like, we're old. We probably would want to go to bed early. And we get up, and there's, like, a huge line. And we're like, oh, no. Like, there's no way they're going to take us early. So Christina gambles. And I'm chilling, like, having a drink or whatever. And then we go up when it's our designated time. And we see Katie and Lala walk out. So, like, we miss them. That's probably why everyone was in front taking pictures. And then Tobalicious hooked us up later and he was like, no, no, no. He gave us a lowdown. He's like, the grand opening is actually tomorrow night. So they were just here. Like Tom and Tom were there. Katie was there. Lala was there. I'm, I'm assuming Ariana was there. I'm not 100% sure. But basically we miss everyone. Like literally Lala was walking out and I'm like, that girl looks awfully familiar. Like where do I know her from? And I'm like, Oh, and she was walking, and I I kind of said it when she was passing. I was like, Lala, but she didn't turn around. So either she heard me and didn't want to talk, which is fine. I've had very lovely interactions with her, so I won't hold it against her. She's also in the process of separating, and, like, I, I won't, you know, I'm not going to hold it against her. Or she just didn't hear me. Casinos are loud. They're like, ding, 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 ding. Um, so, yeah. But I did see Lala and Katie. They looked wonderful. And then we went in and started our evening. And I, like I said, if you have the chance to go to Vegas, go to Vanderpump Perry, bypass Cocktail Garden. I really think Perry is up there. One of her best restaurants, I'd have to say, with Tom Tom. So 
Yeah, it was it was a definitely it was a crazy last couple of weeks, but it was a successful last couple of weeks. Hey, before we keep going, I want to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. Now, Bestie, a lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom Weight uses a psychology-based approach that adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards a goal at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of users finish the program, and more than 60% of users that engage with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash Believe. Again, that's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash Believe, B-L-E-A-V. I wasn't going to spill any Bravo tea just because I'm like all over the place today, but I did find an interesting article just now on page six. Teresa Judice unfollows Tamara Judge, who was also at Coachella, by the way, and I totally couldn't find her after Louis Ruelas Brooks Ayers comparison. So basically, this article is saying that Teresa, or I'm sorry, Tamara said that Teresa's fiance Louis gives her Brooks vibes, you know, fake cancer scam, like that guy from Orange County. Um, she said this, she didn't say it in those exact words, like I'm paraphrasing, but she said that on the two T's in a podcast with Teddy Mellencamp and Teresa caught wind of it. So she unfollowed Tamara. And to me, I don't know. I feel like we might be getting in the danger zone with Teresa and Louie, like if we were not there already. I feel like she is so protective of him. I've done a real about this which someone like totally got mad at me for who isn't getting mad at me for my reels at this point like another day another angry person but anyway she's I think she's just trying to protect what she did say this I'm happy she did say this in the episode because I was right um this is the first time things are working out for her and she's trying to protect that so in a way I see why she's acting this way but at some point something's got to give and when it's taking over your whole life that's when it becomes a problem I understand sticking up for the person you love but everyone's allowed to have their opinion and I just don't get the impression that Teresa and Tamara are that close anyway so like why unfollow her why make such a big deal if it's just an acquaintance you have and they said something once about your boyfriend like it seems like too damage control to the point where it's like all right what are you hiding about him which I feel like everything there is to know about Louie is out in the open also, can we discuss that blazer he wore um, with the glitter? My cousin actually texted me. Our group text name is Goodbye Kyle, by the way. I love that fact about us. And she's like, we need to talk about the blazer. And I'm like, oh, my God, it gives you the vibes when you were in preschool and they'd, they'd um, smear the Elmer's glue on the construction paper and somebody would shake out the glitter on top of it and you'd shake it up and it would make a pretty glue glitter 
thing? And she's like, yes. And then you fold it in half. So so it all makes a symmetrical design. I'm like, oh my God, that was definitely the design process behind that blazer and the boots. I don't know. I think, I don't, I don't want to say I think this could be Teresa's last season with New Jersey because that would break my heart. But like, I wouldn't be surprised because it's just getting more and more difficult to watch her. Like she's not entertaining anymore. It's just, it's giving screechy. It's giving uncooperative. And we have had enough. So, Teresa, come on. I just, maybe Louis shouldn't film. And I think that would be acceptable. Remember the first season when Dina was there and she was married to that guy who ended up being a real train wreck and he wasn't on camera? I think that might be a solution for Teresa and Louis. You guys should look into it, okay? Um, and when you decide on it, Remember where you heard it first, the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast with your host, Diana Jevia. <clears throat> All right, let's do our quick little summer house check-in. Um, this was, was this the finale episode? I don't remember. That's sad. I'm like, oh, no, I'm, no, it's not. We got the one next week with the wedding. So we're dealing up with the aftermath of that crazy dinner and like Kyle is crying. Why is he crying on a horse or something? Like a... Hold on. Oh, no, bravo. I'm looking. They they posted a great meme of it. Formerly, oh, no, bravo. Oh, no, chills. Sorry. Posted, like, the greatest picture. It was, yeah, he was crying on this, like, fake carousel horse. And she did a, a picture of it. Like, she photoshopped it into the Mona Lisa at the Louvre. It's really funny. But, yeah, he's completely come unhinged. And it's getting harder and harder to believe that he and Amanda are going to get married. Next episode, and like as of today, April 28th, or whenever you're watching, listening, they're still together as far as we know. Confusing. He's going on and on about how much stress he's under, and it's just like, damn, I know everyone's entitled to their stress, but like, I think he's really milking it for all he's got at this point, and he just wants everyone to feel bad for him. And I feel bad saying that, but that's kind of been Kyle's MO for the past few seasons. Also, Danielle, like when she's not up Lindsay's butt, she's up Kyle's butt. And it's just irritating to watch. I did do a poll on my stories recently and you guys are a lot nicer than I am. I'm like, is Danielle a good friend or is she a storyline leech? Because remember, she hasn't had a solid storyline of her own for the past God knows how many seasons. And you vote a great friend, which I really appreciate that. But I'm personally going to go with storyline leech because Every time we see her on camera, she's either up in Lindsay's story or she's up in Kyle's. She she tried to have her own thing this season with her and Bob moving to Charleston, and it just never took off because I forgot about it. So, storyline leech. But anyway, I like how Carl at one point, I forgot who said it was like, oh, sorry, I blew up this dinner, and Carl's like, I've blown up dinners worse than you have. And we get a montage of like the past seasons and we can really see just how far Carl has come. And I'm, I say this almost every episode. I'm so proud of him. I also don't know if this might be his grand finale season just because I feel like he's past this in a good way, not in a, a derogatory way like he's past this. But like I feel like on to bigger and better for Kyle, you know, for uh, Carl rather for him personally, like bigger and better for him. What's his bigger and better might not be everyone else's bigger and better. And that's okay. Um, I definitely could see him maybe not having a spinoff, but venturing into the podcast world or, 
getting involved with Bravo in some other sort of way. But I don't know if Summer House is going to be the move for him much longer, and I, I would fully support that. So the big party theme of this episode is prom, and it seems like they've all had lovely proms. Um, I was going to say I wish I could say that's the case for me. I didn't have terrible proms. My senior prom was definitely better than my junior prom, although my junior prom, I did get my driver's, like I took my driver's test that morning, which I don't know if that was the smartest move because if I failed, like I would have been so bitchy, but like I knew I was going to pass kind of. So everything turned out well. I went into junior prom. I'm like, I got my license. Um, I was super happy. But here's the thing. My junior prom um, I wore a this beautiful cupcake blue Betsy Johnson dress. I look super cute. And I took so I went to an all girls Catholic high school in New York and we had like brother school. So I took someone from like the all boys school, but not the one that was paired with us, like one in Brooklyn, but it was a friend of a friend and I hardly knew him. And I think I had the ick before getting an ick was a known thing. So, like, if you're my mom listening who doesn't know what the ick is, it's when you're, like, seeing someone, which, to be fair, I wasn't interested in this guy, but I wasn't not interested in him. I was interested in Tony McComsky, who's, like, everyone was interested in high school, and I'm sorry I totally name-dropped him, but whatever, you're welcome. And, wow. Um, so the ick, back to the ick. Boop, 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 boop. When you're dating someone and they just do something that's like seemingly innocent, but you're like, oh, like, yeah. So we're in the car driving to Alyssa, my one of my best friend, Alyssa. She hosted pre-prom, I think pre, pre-prom. I feel like she did it both years. Um, and we're driving there and we have the radio on. And I remember it's that song. I think it was Shine Down, like Second Chance. And it's on the radio. We're listening to Z100 because we lived in New York. And he's like, tell my mother like singing along with the radio and I remember thinking like and like every time not that we change the station to stop him but like if we change the station just like so happy he like knew the words to the next song and would sing along and I'm like I have the ick right now but not knowing it's the ick because the year is 2010 and that's not a term we use yet that was my prom in a nutshell but everyone seems like they had a better experience I hardly spoke to him he hardly spoke to me he hung out with like um his friends from his school that was there. And I tried to chase down Tony the whole night because, you know, I had, again, no boundaries at the time. It was really not cringy at all. My senior prom was so much better. I took my friend Kevin, who was my friend Katie from dance class. Like, we would go on so many dance competitions together that you would just get to know everyone, like the family members. And Kevin and I always got along really well. He was an excellent date, dance. Like, we went as friends, no pressure, had so much fun the whole time. So... And he, he matched my dress really well. Um, so, yeah, senior prom I liked so much better than junior prom. But Lindsay, she was like, oh, my God, I still fit into my prom dress, which, like, I guess I'm kind of – well, I probably would fit into my prom dress, too, just because I was heavier in high school. So I would, I would still fit into it. But anyway, she's like, yeah, I still fit into my prom dress, which was gorgeous, by the way. Like, when she came down the stairs in it and I missed that it was actually her prom dress, like, I didn't hear that part. I'm like, oh, my God, did she just get this for her for this event? That's gorgeous. But no, it was her it was her actual prom dress. So good on her. Um, Luke is bringing someone he met on Instagram, which is cool. I know we all collectively tried to slide into his G- DMs. Um, she's young, though. She was like my prom was six years ago. Which, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it was just shocking. I don't know. 
and I'm afraid of making a generalization. I don't want to say all young people are immature, but because they're not, that's false. But I feel like there is definitely a pattern with guys on the show going younger because they're they have kind of that Peter Pan syndrome, you know, not to be rude. Anyway, Lindsay is like deciding to write this emotional note to Carl. So the, the producers here are really trying to set up the Carl Lindsay dynamic, right? And I don't have a problem with that per se. What my problem is, is either A, this was a thing all season and they were hiding it, which I really don't think so, just given how genuine the issues with Ahmed were. Or like B, like they're just trying to force this whole romance line. Like, I don't know. It didn't sit well with me. But yeah, she's like, I feel closer to you now than ever, which like, also puzzled me because we didn't really see them interact all that much during the season like we did see obviously she had the meaningful conversation when she trigger warning miscarriage told her told him rather about the miscarriage but other than that he was with Mackenzie all summer and she was you know going off doing her own thing so it was kind of puzzling to me how we're supposed to pretend like this big romance was blooming when it it didn't seem there all along but they seem to have fun at prom. Um, Alex is back. And what I loved about him this episode, he's like, Andrea's been my best friend this whole summer. And like, we were all like, has he? Because again, Alex hardly had any screen time this summer. Like, I really hope he's doing something about that. I hope he's got his legal team drawing up some papers about the sneaky edit outs on Bravo. If that wasn't in his contract, something should be done about that. Anyway, you didn't hear it from me. He is talking to Andrea and he's like trying to hype him up. He's still sad over Lexi. Andrea and Paige are going to prom together. And like as if this guy can't get a break already, even though they're only going together as friends. It was nice to see him have a date. Freaking Craig shows up. Nobody asked for this. Not one person was like, you know, it would be great if Craig comes to the prom. Would love that. Which makes me also... I wonder if Andrea knew, but it didn't it didn't seem like he did when he came. And forgive me if they mentioned this and I just don't know it. I wasn't paying attention, but I don't know. It didn't seem like he knew. So I wonder who in that group knew. Was it just a producer thing? Who knows? But now like Paige is like, I need to change into a dress. And it's just like it's so shitty for Andrea to hear that. Not that it necessarily means anything, but it's like she was rocking a pants um, tuxedo vibe. And then she's like, well, Craig is here. I need to wear a dress. It's like, oh, Andrea, you're not good enough for a dress. You know, that's probably not what she meant, but that's how I'm taking it. Um, I love that Maya and Oliver are going strong and they're going strong IRL. That's been great. But at the end of the episode, the best time to talk about a prenup is A, a week before your wedding and B, at a party. Does Bravo think we're idiots? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if this was maybe planted. Maybe they did just get into a fight. But here's what I'm picking up with what Kyle and Amanda are putting down. I really think Amanda does want 50% of the company. I don't know if she deserves 50%. But I think whatever Kyle is giving her, we don't know. I think it might be too little. So I do think Amanda has every right to ask more, um, ask for more in a prenup. But... Not the time or place to do it. They're just, they're arguing. It's like getting heated. Like, 
um, Paige and Sierra are kind of eavesdropping. And it was just a freaking nightmare. I don't know how they could go into next week and be like, yeah, this is a good time to get married. I understand it's probably hard when you have everything booked, but I don't know. It was really like, I feel like we were witnessing something. I can't even talk. Like, I feel like we were witnessing one of somebody's most intimate events. And I'm like, should I be watching this right now? And it was just an ugly, ugly fight. I don't know. And the prenup could probably benefit Amanda, too, like if she were to stop and think about it and if Kyle were to be more flexible. But damn, like the way he's just treating her and the way she's just like carrying on, it's just not a good match. I don't know. It doesn't seem like a healthy situation. They're getting married and just, it wasn't a week out. I'm sorry. It's like three weeks out. It's still not a great time to discuss a prenup. Not a great time to be arguing like that. This should be the happiest point in your life. Um, so yeah, those are my thoughts on this episode. One more thing I do want to add. Sierra has blocked my page after I've spent this season. Yes, I'm very real. And I do say where people went wrong. But other than that, I have spent this season doing nothing but sticking up for her. I've sent her positive messages. Let me see if I can actually find the messages I've sent her. Um, No, the messages probably went away. But it's literally been like, keep doing your thing. We love you. Like, don't let everyone get you down. Like, positive and encouraging. And she blocked me. So I formally, on this podcast, withdraw my support for Sierra Miller. I no longer support her. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, And with that, that seems like a good positive note to end this episode of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for putting up with my words are hard. Um, I promise next week I'm going to be fully recovered from Coachella brain. And remember to follow me at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A. Leave the podcast a nice little five-star review. Write something sweet. Go ahead and follow Believe Lifestyle and Believe Network. Believe is spelled B-L-E-A-V. And thank you so much again for supporting me over the past year. I hope we keep our friendship going forever, my love. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.